So, despite the good weather, we're sitting inside. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, can you see the blue sky? Yeah? Okay, that's great. So, let's stay in touch with that. Yeah? So, look behind me, and you know, you can look there. And it's a good reminder of probably the most important aspect of uh, our practice and also of the practice of Tonglen is to stay connected with um, spaciousness, stay connected with uh, our capacity to rest and to, to let go. And that I, w- I want to emphasize uh, that um, in our first meditation, that really I assume that most of us are actually in a place where it's more about filling up, it's more about nurturing, it's more about uh, looking after yourself and connecting with your resources and uh, increasing the joy in your life and the space in your life, particularly if you work in a helping profession. So when we talk about uh, the practice of Tonglen, taking, taking and approaching pain, our own and the pain of others, really the most important thing is uh, that you feel well. Because otherwise you, uh, you burn out. So in, in a way, it's a bit, it's challenging that particular people from helping prof- professions who, who are already too much in the, on the giving side, too much on the serving side, that they are the ones who come to Buddhist centers. And then they hear about, you know, compassion and service and they, and, and, and they, they are already doing that too much. Uh, so I really want to emphasize that and talk also a bit more today about uh, compassion fatigue and burnout and but right from the beginning maybe that's the the most important message uh, for today is uh, really to take responsibility that there is enough filling up in your life and not filling up with sweets and stupid American series and drugs, uh, I mean all kinds of drugs, but really filling up with nurturing things, with with, with things which are really nurturing for you every day. And then if you feel today, when I talk about compassion, and we will dive a bit more into the into the challenging part of the Tonglen practice, the taking and the approaching of pain. You know, 
and then you, you feel tired or you feel an aversion or you can't hear it. Uh, you know, take that serious. That is a sign of compassion fatigue and, and it's something uh, which is a good message for you. Oh, maybe I'm a bit unbalanced there. I, maybe instead of uh, even in my meditation practice, think about others and you know, reach out in my meditation practice, do Tonglen for others. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe my practice should be rather a filling up practice, a taking care of myself practice. Now you missed the most important thing. I, I, I have to, I have to repeat it again after the break. I'm no, no, no. I'm just joking. So let's start uh, with sitting quietly. And yeah, the first thing is that you adjust your posture a bit. You take your time to make yourself comfortable and if you like you can close your eyes and then you just observe Notice what happens when you start to pay more attention to your body and to your inner life. Stay in touch with the blue sky and the clarity of the morning. So there is a sense that you are surrounded by the vastness of the blue sky and the freshness of the morning. breath, I invite you to slide with your awareness into the body. Even down into your legs and into your feet. With the out breath, there is a sense of letting go, letting go of pressure, 
letting go of controlling of all the self-improvement projects and the other projects in your life and you slowly shift gear from the doing to being, just being here and you just bring yourself along so whatever you bring with you into this moment you allow that to be nothing is excluded And of course thoughts continue to arise and that's not a problem. But maybe you can have a more spaciousness, a sense of more spaciousness. your belly so the in-breath noticing attending and with the out-breath softening the solar plexus just below the rib cage breathing in attending befriending breathing out softening and you you keep it open and wide like the sky you don't need to concentrate it's just a gentle holding a, a gentle touching and a letting go of effort Then if you notice that you're fused with the commentary, so that means that the commentary, the words, the stories are the main thing. See if you can drop back into the body. Reconnecting with a sense of aliveness, a sense of being here.
in this moment where there is nothing to do for you. No demands, no pressure. Softening the shoulders. Really welcoming your experience as best as you can. staying connected with this blue sky surrounding you, holding you. If you get caught, which will happen again and again, you drop back, noticing the aliveness of the breath, or the aliveness in your hands. Stay here with me and the other people. Notice if you can relax your face, particularly the area around the eyes and the forehead. And if you soften your face, maybe you can notice how your whole body can relax a bit more. It's a relaxation which happens when you allow, when you just give space to what is. Then if it makes sense to you and it feels good for you, 
we call upon the presence of a mentor, of someone who embodies kindness and rest for you. And that could be the Dalai Lama or Jesus or but it could be also a friend or your grandfather, a teacher. It could be also a few people. So just allow your mind to come up with an image of someone who embodies rest and kindness. And you notice if you can feel their presence in your whole body, like the warmth, like a radiance. Remember their voice, their gaze, their touch. And allow your body to be filled by that, like like sitting in the sun. And here this the sun of a warm heart. every cell of your body, from the toes to the top of your head. If you get carried away, you drop back into your body. And if it makes sense for you and it feels good, you open again to the presence of a mentor, of a friend, of a protector, knowing what you are connecting with is an aspect of yourself. Then you allow that image to dissolve. See if you can rest a bit longer in that radiance of kindness. As if the sky which is surrounding you is imbued or infused with a kindness, a friendliness.
which is bathing your whole body. Reaching and soothing your darkest places. soothing that kindness is brought into your body it's brought there with it where it is needed you allow yourself to find a place of rest in the midst of your experience just as it is to go. Just bathing in the friendliness of the sky. If you get caught up in the content of your experience, you drop back into the body and then opening again.
Could you allow yourself to find a place of rest? In the midst of your experience, just as it is. Dropping back. And thoughts come and go, and sensation like the cars. And there's enough space for all of that.
Yeah, so let's start with the first step or the first gesture in the practice of Tongren. And I just wrote resource, so connecting with your resources, connecting with Uh, something nurturing, something safe. In the Buddhist tradition it's called taking refuge and uh, cultivating or connecting with bodhicitta, the, the awakened heart. And uh, we kind of, uh, you know, with the help of the blue sky, uh, which is in the Buddhist tradition often a symbol for what is called Buddha nature, our inner spaciousness, our inner goodness. Um, that is really something which all, we all can discover or cultivate in, in our meditation practice. So, as I said in the beginning, when you're sitting here and you feel you get narrow and tired, you know, just look out. I, I don't say more important things today. <laughs> so, it's not so... Uh, So how do you how do you know that you um, that you need to emphasize the filling up? I guess we all have a sense that that or most of us we have a sense that there is an imbalance in our life there because there's so much not only the work where we give a lot but also our family or if you have children. Um, I mean, I always feel kind of embarrassed to talk to parents about bodhisattvahood. Who am I to talk about bodhisattvahood if you are uh, really doing the, the real thing? And uh, it's then more, uh, you know, um, rejoicing in that or, or like emphasizing that. Yeah. I'm already doing it, and it's really difficult. But it's amazing that uh, you have this capacity of putting the needs of another person such uh, as such a, such an important thing in your life, probably even more than your own needs. I mean, how often did you gave up, gave up on your sleep, on your food, on your time? for being there. And that's bodhisattva activity. I mean, that's the real thing. We could, we could, you know, sit here and study and talk and know about the bodhisattva way and, but it's all blah, blah, it's all ideas. And you're doing the, the real thing. And you, and you know how difficult it is. And then, Many of you work in, in, I mean, probably all of us, we work uh, in areas where we, where we 
where we want to make other people happy, where we want to contribute. That's also the real thing. I mean, this place is such a, a beautiful uh, manifestation of uh, the Bodhisattva hood, the Bodhisattva activity. I mean, the whole Danish culture is probably uh, the most awakened culture on this planet. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, I mean, you can feel it in this house when you, you know, you look at the flyers and, uh, and what people do here and you can, you can feel uh, and you can somehow feel also the joy it gives to these people who are involved in this project. I mean, they do all, they do good things for other people, but you can you can you can feel or you can imagine that probably the most happy people are the ones who are doing this work. Yeah, you know, they come here, they they, they are part of something, they drink their coffee together, and they do things for others, and, and that's uh, that's uh, Danish bodhisattvas. So, turning to that with the first step. As I said yesterday, it can, uh, in our, if you want to practice more formally in the beginning, to get to know the, the practice of Tonglen, one can start with the posture, just the posture a grounding posture. Um, so you open your chest, you sit with some stability, you connect with the earth. You connect with the sky, you create space. And then uh, this practice of uh, calling upon a mentor I really uh, encourage you to explore that a bit. Um, of course, you, you know you have your preferences, and 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 you can't force anything. But let's try to play a bit with it. Uh, And it's not worshipping another person, or it's not like um, uh, blind faith. It's it's really it's something you know, when you connect with a mentor, when you connect with a teacher, when you connect with a therapist, when you connect with uh, someone in your life who embodies kindness. What you're actually connecting with is something in you. The, the outside person is, is, is just like a, a symbol which makes it possible for discovering these qualities in you. So if, you know, if we put images like 
like this, the Buddha and, and these two uh, masters, uh, it's really, uh, they are reminders of our own goodness, our own potential. Try it out. So then part of that first step in the Buddhist tradition is uh, the connection with bodhicitta. So I would like to talk a bit about that, the different facets of bodhicitta. And then uh, we will slowly turn to the second step and then after the break I will uh, lead the first Tonglen practice with these two aspects of connecting with the resource and then leaning into that which is difficult. So bodhicitta, bodhi, meaning awakening, citta, the heart or the mind. So awakening, awakening the heart awakening your potential. It has, has many facets. And one is um, within bodhicitta, there is a longing to be free. There is a longing to be free of patterns of reactivity which imprison you. And uh, you know, going back to the example of uh, parents or in being in a relationship or working with other people, it doesn't matter. There's so often we are triggered and we are disconnecting from what we really want to give. We are disconnecting from our potential. We are disconnecting from that spacious way of being and we shift into a reactive state and uh, in this reactivity what happens often is that old wounds and traumas and needs from childhood and from our life they get mixed into it so we really uh, in these moments of reactivity of, of being triggered when our buttons are pushed, we start to add to the problems in this world, we start to add to the violence in this world, and we pass on our pain to others. So, in bodhicitta is that longing uh, to, um, uh, to, be, uh, to be liberated from this uh, reactivity, from these patterns. So, and then there is, within bodhicitta, there is a vision of wholeness, like a vision that it is actually possible to, um, to connect with uh, an inner spaciousness, an inner goodness, a friendliness, an openness. 
that we actually can increase the capacity of being more easygoing, more spacious, more friendly with ourselves and others, more present. And this vision of wholeness is symbolized in these archetypes of the, you know, the Buddha statue or the, the different tankas. Maybe you have seen them in the Tibetan tradition, also in, in, in female form. Or they, they are these, uh, they are these uh, archetypes of wholeness. They are symbols of the potential we all have. So there is a strong longing for freedom, but also um, a, a vision or a trust, and, and also an understanding that it is actually possible to become more free in this life. It is actually possible to become a more easygoing, relaxed, and friendly and happy person in this life, day by day, week by week. Then there is, uh, within bodhicitta, there is a courage. And uh, that's uh, so much part of the practice of uh, Tonglen is, um, you know, this longing for freedom and this longing to share freedom. So there is this part in bodhicitta where you have not only a longing for freedom for yourself, but you have a longing, you feel a longing to contribute to an awakened culture like these people here. Awakened culture is a big is a big word, but it's just like a, you know. um, so in that in that longing that that gives you the courage to approach that which is difficult, starting with the difficult things within you, because you 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 see and you you feel and you under you have understood that if you want to stop to add to the violence in, in our culture, in our society, uh, you need to work with yourself, you need to heal, you need to heal yourself. Uh, another aspect of bodhicitta is um, that it has, it, that it gives a strong sense of direction, a strong sense of meaning in your life. There's an undercurrent in your life uh, of, you know, of a purpose. The purpose, the, di the direction of healing yourself for your own benefit, but also for the benefit of the people you live with and for the benefit of the society you are living in. And uh, there is somehow no question in that. If you, if you, if you would ask the people who are working here in the different projects, you know, they would all talk about and share 
experiences of joy. Somehow it is a joyful experience for us to feel part of something and to contribute and to use our life in a meaningful way, which is sharing, which is generosity. But this sharing and this generosity really needs to be grounded in uh, in uh, in your own well-being. The short definition of uh, bodhicitta in the Tibetan tradition is that bodhicitta is the longing to bring forth your whole potential for the benefit of all. The longing to bring forth your full potential, your creativity, your joy, your generosity for the benefit of all and to dedicate your life for that. So your own healing project happens in the frame of uh, of this yearning to make this place a better place. Not because you should, but because somehow you know and you feel that that is the only way to be genuinely happy and to be able to live a meaningful life and to die without regret. So the first step, that is something we really need to uh, emphasize in our own practice. Connecting with the resources. Yesterday I said 80% the first step, 20% leaning into the sharp edges, touching that which is difficult, and returning and reconnecting with uh, the resources. And then, when we have established ourselves with that in the posture, in our refuge, and in our intention of bodhicitta, we uh, do this counter-instinctual gesture of turning to that which is difficult. And traditionally what is important that we start with our own pain. 
with our own uh, with our own struggles with our own difficult feelings so that is really the foundation for genuine compassion uh, for empathy is uh, to be able to turn towards that which is difficult within us And that is something uh, which we try to avoid, of course. So let's uh, do a short meditation with turning to something which is difficult. take a few moments to reconnect again the in-breath you slide back into the body breath letting go sky as a symbol of your own inner space Then, if it makes sense to you to call upon a mentor, for inspiration and with the possibility to connect with warmth and kindness within yourself.
And then I invite you to bring to your mind a challenge you have in your life, something difficult, a difficult relationship or something where you are reactive or anxious. Notice where you feel that challenge within your body. So you stay connected with space of the sky, while at the same time with the in-breath you approach and hold a challenge. Then with the out-breath, you give yourself what you need in that situation, what that feeling needs. Maybe the kindness of the mentor. vastness of the sky, so with the in-breath you approach the difficult feelings within you. the out-breath. You give yourself what you need. If it's too complicated with the in and out-breath, forget a bit about it. Notice if the feeling changes.
So with the in-breath, bathing and recognizing, yes, this is difficult for me. And with the out-breath from the sky, from the mentor, forgive yourself. what you need. finish this meditation with widening. I'm not the only one who's experiencing this. Even here in this room. But for sure if we go further, I'm not the only one just now who is experiencing this. Just sit for a few moments more with the aliveness in the body, being carried by the floor, surrounded by the sky.
both has something helpful in it. What? <laughs> yeah. We talked a bit about this, that you having this safe place first before you mm. enter the discomfort is, is, mm. is, it just feels so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it feels so nice that you sort of connect with this safe before you enter the discomfort. And it's also very different from you know, like when we, the general mindfulness training, you know, that this just gives us something so special mm-hmm. to, the, to the way of being with discomfort. Yeah, yes. You feel safe before mm. you, not just, okay, mm. being with discomfort, being with discomfort, you know, you, mm-hmm. that's really beautiful about this practice. And you could do that, you could yeah, find... Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But I thought it for a few years, maybe. Yeah. I remember in the start, I remember yeah. thinking, me looking at a strange person, in, and I, I really felt a lot of resistance to it when I started the practice. But mm. now it comes very natural, and it's really a big help. Mm. Mm. What is... Uh, what uh, was your uh, resource, or what... <coughs> What was particular empowering or resting for you? Um, who my mentor was, or what mm, no, like in this uh, in this part of connecting with the sky or the mentor, or I think the thing connecting with the mentor just makes me feel like uh, like a bit like when I was a child and you know curling mm, up my mom mm. before telling something bad had happened. You know this mm. feeling of just feeling safe. Yeah, mm. I really feel the word safe yeah. is what works for me. It's just like, yeah. okay, I can say it now. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now I'm safe, you know. Um, yeah. I'm in good hands now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe this being in good hands. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. Now you can say it. What is yeah. it that worries you? What is yeah. it? Uh, you know. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, then I dare to say it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm. Yes. Well, I have a lot of difficulty settling into it. Um, mm. And I've really spent this last hour or so uh, trying to just uh, come out of my analytical thinking and just trying to let go. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm still uh, much in my head. Yeah. Trying to, to let it in. And uh, be open to the yeah, idea of bringing in a mentor. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't come nat- naturally. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 What happens if you, uh, if you think about a mentor or another person? Well, yeah. soon, well no, not, no, not him. Uh, um, oh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Then he said, uh, there can be many other. Try that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, mm. and then I realized that, oh, I just, just uh, you know, go back to my body. Mm. <laughs> so, so that's more soothing for you then. Yeah. To simplify 
Um, yeah, for now, I think mm. it's a process for me, mm. just to open up during these yeah. days. Yeah. Well, what What do you feel would for you would uh, a way for you to be just now to connect with a sense of space groundedness? It's probably more the sky. The sky. Yeah. Mm. Not bringing mm. figures in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Maybe this places or activities uh, you can connect with where you feel well mm-hmm. yeah. what would that be uh, my garden your garden <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah. Mm. so when you're in your garden then you connect with i'm more in nature yeah. and yeah yeah, uh, yeah you smile <laughs> yeah, your garden. Mm. So that would be for you maybe the first step yeah. Yeah, to connect with your garden. Yeah. Maybe literally, like going outside, but also it's also an inside place uh, in your in your garden. Yeah. So the the practice starting the practice of Tongmen with yourself. So what that uh, what that mean what what that could mean in daily life is that uh, when you feel triggered when you feel when you are in a difficult place in your life uh, that you actually take the time to uh, sit down you don't need to sit down in a formal way to sit down and pause you connect with your posture. You connect with a resource. You could actually go out into the garden. Yeah, you could go to the beach, or or if you feel uh, the support through a mentor, then you then you call upon the presence of the mentor. And um, and then there's different options, different possibilities. Um, so one way is the way we did it now, uh, to uh, to notice the the difficult feeling in your body, the situation in your body. How did that go now? Was that possible for you to feel if, to feel it in the body? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. I felt a lot of uh, resistance. Uh huh. Because uh, I have been used to uh, uh, breathe into some difficulties, but breathing them all the way into the body, I, I felt a, a resistance. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, it, 
So that was a challenge, and I had the moment where I thought, no, I won't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh -huh. and, and you said yesterday we could uh, say no. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll try a little bit. And, yeah. and I, I could uh, bring it down for here, but I couldn't uh, get uh, more low with, uh, with the thing I was thinking about. So yeah. I had a lot of resistance of taking it all or breathing it yeah. in. Yeah. Um, Ah, so, so you understood that um, what you tried was to breathe in the difficulties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, the, the instruction was rather meant uh, to, uh, to invite you to become aware where the difficulty already is in your body. Yeah, so like if you, for example, um, work with a difficult relationship you have with a person or a difficult situation at work, then to ask, where do I feel this in the body? Where is it already in the body? And then with the in-breath, to breathe into that area and to become aware of that which is already there. Mm. So you, you are not taking something extra in, mm. yeah. So that's that. W that w is the idea of the instruction. Yeah. yeah. But also there, you could find some resistance. Yeah. Uh, you know, a resistance of uh, not wanting to feel into it. Mm. Yeah. 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 But, um but I also discovered that it, 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 it was possible to, yeah. to be with it yes. in, a, in another level than I had been. Mm -hmm. mm. It was okay. Yeah, 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 it was okay. It didn't kill you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it, it's, um, it's, an, it's an, um, really an empowering insight, what you just said. Uh, when we explore that more and more, that it is okay, it's it is workable. Mm. I can I can be with these difficult feelings. Mm. And then, if we investigate deeper, uh, we can become even a bit curious about about them. It's uh, it, it's. It's interesting to to um, to notice how 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 afraid we we are of of some of the feelings, or how unfamiliar they to, they are for us. And then, if we if we if we start to look into them and and be with them, then we discover oh, they are not that dangerous. So just this um, this first part of this is a difficult moment for me and acknowledging it and feeling it, you know, and and in that moment not to run around and try to find solution or try and try to distract ourselves, that can make a big difference. And then, if it makes sense, and you can experiment with that, with the in-breath, to kind of 
Tithnatan calls it bathing the experience in your breath. So it's like you become more, you, you, you get a bit closer to it. Not to fix it, not to get rid of it, but to, to be with it. So it, it's not like, uh, or oh, it does not work because it does not go away. Uh, not like that. And then, uh, with the out-breath, to give yourself what you need. How did that, what, what happened with that instruction? Could you feel what, what you needed? Or did you, did you feel how to give it? Uh, or from where? How, how, how was that? Did it make sense? Yeah? When I said it, I was wondering. <coughs> yeah. For me, it didn't. No. I was really, but how? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yes. Uh, uh, but you, I would. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was a bit, bit abstract. Yeah, yeah. What did you do then? Um, just noticing my, mm -hmm. my curiosity. Uh, yeah, yeah, how? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. It's not a finding a solution. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's that. It, this is uh, this is a good question. Mm. Yeah. How and from where? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Maybe you you wanted. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was quite difficult because the situation changed my breathing, so it was came very superficial. Yeah. Uh, so on the outbreak, there wasn't any air mm. to let go. So it was quite difficult to, for me to, to do that. To, with the outbreath, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you did you find a way to give something? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. I, uh, choose to uh, take both the inbreath uh, and outbreath um, from the resource person, uh -huh. and then shift back to the situation. Yeah. So. It, yeah, yeah. And mm. that's how I came along. Yes. Yeah. But there wasn't any air. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the. Mm. I think it makes sense sometimes when you do this practice for yourself to connect the giving with the in-breath. Could be that you, you that you reverse it. Yeah, yes. mm. By the giving, you mean the resource forward? The giving, the giving would be, for example, um, uh, like to put your hand there where it uh, where it uh, hurts and uh, and yeah and imagine like the Dalai Lama or your someone a friend to embrace you or or something something to give yourself something in that 
uh, what you need. And uh, yeah, so that's that's why. So that's the question: how and from where? Yeah. So. Um, the sky, a more relaxed part of your body, a kind of mentor figure, a soothing sentence, um, yeah, any other ways you gave to you in that moment. So for you, it could be then to uh, to return to the image of the garden, or in, in that moment to to go out and so what is it in the garden? It's like the the earth, the nature, maybe the beauty, um, space. the space, yeah. So the space, mm. and uh, so that that would be uh, that would be like actually or kind of internally to bring the pain into the garden. So you give yourself the garden through words, through symbols or actually. Uh, another possibility um, to practice Tonglen with yourself is to um, kind of step out and to go into a meta perspective and to look at yourself as you're sitting there having a difficult moment and with the in-breath to take in that pain from that person and with the out-breath to give yourself that what you need at that moment. Yeah. So you breathe in the difficulty and with the out-breath you give yourself what you need at that moment. You kind of refather yourself, you remother yourself. You say something soothing. You you imagine to to take yourself into your lap and like you would uh, take a child into your lap and, and you would hold yourself. Um, so that that uh, uh, so that is a possibility. Yeah, and then um, also in this meditation, I already went then into the into the fourth step, and that is this uh, this sentence or this insight, this opening 
I'm not the only one experiencing this. There's many other people just now who are experiencing this. I'm, I'm not alone with this. I'm connected with the common ground of human experience through this, uh, through in this difficult moment. Okay, so let's have a break. And then after the break, I will uh, lead um, a Tonglen practice uh, for another person. And I would like to invite you to choose someone who is close to you, you know, someone, uh, some, someone, a friend or from your family or uh, someone who is uh, maybe in a crisis or is struggling. So we will do the practice of Tonglen for another person. 